Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now in a world where information is bought and sold on the public market these youngsters are forging their way in the new world Coming this summer from United Artists, a movie so edgy and speaking to the youth of America, starring a, a guy from England. Bueller. Bueller. In a world where the economic and environmental world is at stake, these youngsters, who are all conservatively 30-something, will be treading lightly as they get around Fisher Stevens not being totally racist, and banging what looks like his mom in Lorraine Bracco. Henry's out of town. You can stay here for a little while. It's not the net. It is hackers. Hack the planet! (laughs) You know when I pick a movie That's when I'm under pressure Question always come back to me What were they thinking now? Whoa. What were they thinking? What were they thinking now? Yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. Well, we could be talking about Goldmember. I mean, that one's not the best of the bunch. Eh, I have a weird affection for it. I hated it in theaters, it's... and then for some reason I liked it on DVD. Oh, it's because you could pause and, and zoom on the, the bulge stuff that they were doing? Yeah, Beyonce. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, this is the What Were They Thinking podcast. I'm Brendan. And I'm Nathan. And every week on the show, if you're just joining us for the first time, well, welcome. Uh, but we always, we always talk about bad to questionable movies, and we've got one this week for you. As we continue our summer flopbuster series, uh, this is a film that did not do so well at the box office. But Nathan, what is the movie we're talking about this week? We are talking about the 1995 Apparently loathed at the box office, but loved on video by every teen that I knew at that time. Uh, Hackers, starring Johnny Lee Miller and Angelina Jolie and Fisher Stevens and Penn Jillette and Lorraine Bracco and Matthew Lillard and uh, Linoli and uh, Baby just everybody. Just <laughs> uh, and we are joined by an elite, uh, you might say. Uh, somebody who has uh, elite, elite. Sure, I, elite. I don't know hacker speak. This is going to be oh, okay. a lot of this. There's going to be a lot of this. Oh, uh, we, then. We're joined by elite 
Um, somebody has has uh, chipped their way into our internet lines. <laughs> That's what it's called, right? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, making his way back to the podcast from Glen Falls, New York, Jason McLeod. I don't even know how I got into Glen Falls, but I literally just got back. It was quite oh! the journey. <laughs> Thank you guys that... for having me. Yeah. This is this is a, a long time uh, a long term promise uh, yes. to you, Jason. Well, I, I told you many uh, many moons ago that if you ever did venture to watch Hackers, that I claimed a spot on this episode because this is a seminal movie in in multiple different senses in my life, and I'm happy to talk about it. Notably, um, this is a movie you know that we could not avoid. So basically, you invited yourself, Jason. I, I'm. I, it's perfectly fine because I am. I am thoroughly enthralled by this movie. I'm not going to lie. I'm probably in the same camp as Jason here that this this movie had a big part of my uh, cinematic upbringing in the 90s. Well, this movie, folks, um, cost $20 million to make. Oh, I used every bit of it so wisely. So, so yeah. wisely. It's all on the screen, baby. It is. Look at that cast. <laughs> in 1995... You know, and they saved some bucks by, you know, not giving Fisher Stevens the makeup job. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, that was actually it's it's a little known fact. That was actually five million dollars of Short Circuit 2's budget. <laughs> wow. wow. They, they, they just wanted it to look that good, you know, yeah. you know make sure. Part of it was also to uh, pay off all the protesters. <laughs> right. He's <laughs> talking about protesters. They didn't give a shit about protesters when Short Circuit 2 was made. Uh, well, true. no, they did. They just paid them. <laughs> um, this movie, however, box office is. Anyone know how much this movie made? Mm. Oh Christ! It could have been more than uh, 165 grand. 13 million. <laughs> you're, both, you're both off by quite a bit. Um, <laughs> uh, 7.5 million. Oh, okay. Almost in the middle. Nathan. Yes. This movie about. Well, hackers. Um, it's pretty self-evident in the title. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's all. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a quick breakdown of uh, of something of the plot. Um, you know, uh, it's a, it's a movie about a uh, a young hacker played by Johnny Lee Miller, uh, sounding an awful lot like Matthew Broderick while trying to cover up his British accent, and he is. Uh, he has run afoul of the law when he was younger as Zero Cool and is now Crash Override. Uh, on his Now that he's turned 18, he's allowed to own a computer again. So what does he immediately start doing? Well, of course, the thing that got him in trouble in the first place. Uh, by doing that, uh, he meets all kinds of new uh, friends in the hacker slash raver underground community, which I didn't realize there was an overlap with that. <laughs> and uh, they proceed to... Uh, get embroiled in uh, in some industrial espionage or industrial in, embezzlement uh, by, a, by Fisher Stevens and Lorraine Bracco. Um, and so, of course, they have to defend themselves and clear their good names. Hilarity ensues. And I just want to say right off the bat, I don't want to touch on it too much, but we could do an entire podcast just on the fashion of hackers. Oh, man, it's wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> So I will I I will say this um fa fairly spot on for kids who were trying to be fashion plates at the time. So yeah. many vests. Yeah. A lot of vests. A lot of like racing jackets. 
uh, kind of mm-hmm. leathery. You know, they got a lot of like uh, redefinition on them. It's it's very cyberpunk uh, mm. is a word that's going to come up quite a bit when I'm talking today for sure. It's 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 got a real look to it, and I appreciate it. It's very colorful. A lot of mm-hmm. a lot of buckles, a lot of straps. Yep. Yeah, that in in an early scene where they're in the high school, Angelina Jolie, I thought she was wearing overalls until I realized she's wearing just this really low slung backpack that's like hanging almost down to her ankles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it looked really uncomfortable, honestly. It, it, in fact, the fashion I think is so funny. But at one point, somebody remarks about someone else's fashion, and I'm like, no one should be throwing rocks from glass houses in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've met a lot of uh, I met a lot of ravers um, when I was in university, <laughs> and I don't feel that any of them could have could have hacked a planet at all. No, 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 no. <laughs> they, and, and, they, the, the, they were super interested in doing MDMA, yes, but not uh, not uh, not hacking a planet. Well, let's can we just get the elephant out of the room here? So, mm-hmm. uh, are you guys familiar with what hackers actually do? I mean, they depending hack. on de- de- depending on you know what they're um you know uh, they black hat or white hat or what yeah, yeah. have you. But, but the, the the process of hacking involves uh, plopping your ass down in front of a, a computer, whether it's a laptop or a desktop, hours. dumb terminal, and sitting hours. there and staring at a screen of text and telnet as you uh, dig around trying to figure out a way to get into a system. Now, in all fairness, not a real exciting thing to shoot. No, but that doesn't fucking matter in this movie because they figured out a way to make it all look great. Yeah, where what happened to the computer? What happened to the computer realism of Criminal? That's what we I wanted here. We don't need that. See, we instead of having a guy sitting in his room staring at a computer screen in the dark, we have uh, uh, hot Johnny Lee Miller and and super hot Angelina Jolie standing in a phone booth with a fucking camera doing a 360 while thumping 90s electronic dance music plays. That's how you shoot a fucking hacking scene, my friends. <laughs> well, Nathan, guide us through this magical journey. After we see Leo the Lion, how does this thing get started? Uh, we open on Seattle, 1988, in an FBI, FBI raid for uh, uh, an 11-year-old. <laughs> yeah, it's so much so that I, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen this, and wow, <laughs> since I've seen hackers. Um, and I was like, wait, how does this movie start? And when we find mm-hmm. out it's a small child, I was like, oh, that's a lot of FBI agents. <laughs> Record <child>. scratch. <laughs> now, do you want to know a little bit of history? That is, uh, that that incident is sort of based on a, at least a couple guys. Uh, one of them would be Kevin Mitnick who was a, a famous hacker in the late 80s and early 90s, who was on the run from the FBI for quite a time and then ended up going to jail. And then started uh, and, working for them. Yeah, and then started working for them, because that's what you do. Um, <laughs> and uh, and wrote a book about it, which is a fascinating book. I highly recommend anyone, uh, called The Art of Social Engineering. Well, uh, I mean, but, if Catch Me If You Can has taught me anything, it was as soon as you start working for them, you're the good guy. That's right. Uh, and but but the other guy that apparently that this movie could have been based on, and I wasn't aware of this, and may, maybe it isn't, but it, it sounds really familiar. Is uh, you remember MySpace? Remember yes. Tom? Tom uh, everybody's friend MySpace. Tom. Tom from MySpace, when he was like 12 or 13, him and a group of his friends were hacking into like the like a, a national bank or something and fucking around in the back end of the network, and they got into a ton of shit. And the FBI, I think, got involved in everything. So that was like his early uh, exposure to computers. <laughs> But, but I don't know if this was begs is did they send a full fledged federal SWAT team to arrest him as he was eleven? 
That's a fascinating question. I should really look that up. That would be yeah. nice to know. But it does seem like a bit of overkill. But what I do appreciate about this movie is that this movie was made in 1995, and maybe this was before the police were militarized, because these guys coming in, like, when they're all rushing into a given scene, it's not like a military squad coming in like you would see in modern media of, like, police coming in, and they're, like, they're low, and they're all, you know, in a line, and they're stacking up against the door. No, these guys are running in, like, fucking Keystone cops just with their guns in their fucking hands and trundling along with their bellies hanging out, like, oh, we got the guns, we're going to get the kid. At least that's yep. how I, I saw it. And I do appreciate that uh, Felicity Huffman was the prosecutor. I thought that was funny in light of recent events. <laughs> <laughs> wow. um, so, yeah, they, they bust this uh, this little kid uh, for, you know, being for hacking into uh, different Wall Street systems and, and causing some you know horrendous economic crash. And, uh, of course, as they're talking about the crimes, they're panning through the courtroom. Uh, or as Felicity is talking about uh, his crimes, they pan through it. Of course, it's like, grown up, grown up. All we see is just a little Bart Simpson spikes. And it's like, if this was made with Don doing the voiceover for, like, the uh, actual trailer, this is where the record scratch would have happened. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a kid. <laughs> the only problem is... He's 11. Wow! I feel good. <laughs> Kid hacker. <laughs> Kid hacker. Oh my god. Yes. That's TV spinoff. That's our that's our 90s theme project is Kid Hacker because if it wasn't made, it deserves to be made. Coming this fall on Fox. <laughs> kid hacker. He's a kid and a hacker. Kid hacker. Kid hacker. The guy who writes our titles has been fired. Uh, he's, stealing, he's stealing millions of dollars at night, but also having girl problems at school. <laughs> hey, hey, Julie, would you like to go to the dance with me this Friday? Oh, no, you're a nerd. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I guess I'll just send Pizza Hut to everyone tonight. <laughs> he gets convicted of, of his crimes. 45 grand his parents have to pay, and yeah. he's on probation until he's... 18 he can't own a touchtone phone or yes. a computer or anything like that and, and it, they don't want him freaking which is the the phone equivalent of hacking where you get into the the phone system and fuck around they don't even want him yeah. to have that possibility they want him yeah. just off the net he's off fucking line and my note here is well that won't make him resentful when he turns 18 uh, <laughs> seven years later <laughs> what are you do? What are you doing, dear? I'm I'm shutting down a TV network. God. <laughs> he invents Netflix. He fucking invents Netflix in this movie, and nobody's talking about it. <laughs> he he kind of does. At, at the very least, he does. He does everyone a favor by yes. taking off that alt right guy on the television. Oh, that was they also invented the alt right. This fucking movie was responsible for Netflix <laughs> and the alt right. So yeah, it was I like he he's watching like Breitbart TV. <laughs> well. It, it would have been uh, at the time because it was what it was quarter to four in the morning. Mm. That would have been paid programming. Okay, you know what? That's where it belongs. Put it on paid programming at four in the morning. We don't yeah, need that to, shit in prime time. They have to pay the station to fucking put it on. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Interesting tidbit because it's a tidbit that's interesting. Because it's an interesting tidbit. That's right. Um, I remember back in the day that uh, WWF. TV on global and whatnot uh, was sometimes paid programming. Really? <laughs> wow. Yep. They really we, wanted to get it on there. We got to really get did. that maritime crowd. 
<laughs> well, gotta gotta take over that Grand Prix territory. That's right. <laughs> but Nathan, he tries to take over the TV station and change it to the tw- uh, to the outer limits so he can watch it. But what what problems does he run into? Well, he you know what his BLT drive went AWOL, and he has a <laughs> meeting with with Mr. Suzuki in the morning. If he doesn't have those spreadsheets done just right, he's gonna have to commit Harry Carey. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> baseball announcer, yes. Yeah. So he poses as uh, one Edward Vetter, um, <laughs> and from accounting, um, to get the uh, modem number uh, from the security guy at uh, at the TV station. And this is where he takes off the dude uh, who's you know the alt right guy. Who uh, the name of his show? America First. It, it wow. And, and I I said when I when I saw that I said I think almost that title exists today with a guy very similar. Yeah, probably. It's like one American news or something. Can I also, yes, absolutely. Oh yeah. That's fucking OANN for sure. Uh, Can I also point out though? And and this has to, this has to be pointed out um, when he calls this guy and he starts asking about the BLT drive and all that, this is one of the few like absolutely accurate depictions of how hacking works in this movie because this is a guy using what the, what i said earlier social engineering he mm-hmm. is pretending to be able to, he's basically pretending to have the tone of somebody who works for the company he's trying to use language that the guy understands maybe insider jargon because he wants to get some information out of him and when he says to him do you know much about computers and he says no then he knows that he could just say oh this blt drive i need this and blah 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 and just kind of confuse him and then say oh by the way what's the modem number it's on the box that's the thing he needs and he gets that number and then he's good to go and the guy doesn't know that he's just breached his own security so props to hackers well Well, some props to this movie anyways because there are things like that uh the dumpster diving and the shoulder surfing that they do later in the movie which are all legitimate things however it's it's (laughs) overshined by this (laughs) veneer of uh, we need to make this look flashy so let's make our computer network look like uh cityscapes oh and uh the gui on all of these things you know size 14 font so you can see everything and oh flames and 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 skulls and animations yeah yeah that's awesome it's crazy well, speaking of animation and skulls and and flames and everything, doesn't he? He he's while he's hacking the TV network, he runs afoul of acid burn. Yes, yes. badass mm-hmm. handle. The war, by the way, the most <laughs> the dumbest reveal ever. Later that it's Angelina <laughs> Jolie, I'm like, yeah, no shit. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> like, did we wait? Wait, was I already not supposed to know that? <laughs> but yeah, she's like, and and it leads to a hilarious tug of war. Between like the video, the, the, the oh, video yes, cassette, they, keep, uh, they keep switching the, the, the they keep switching the show out. Yeah, like he put one show on, she'd take it off and put another one on. He'd take one out, take hers out, put it on, put it on, back and forth, back and forth. Um, yeah, yeah. It's basically like they're fucking, uh, uh but through this computer. Kind of. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's foreplay. Um, it's foreplay. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> The uh, just their their exchange um, made my eyes roll right out of my head, and uh, and then of course she uh, he uh, delivers his I guess I his tagline or his call line that he uses a couple more times in the movie. Mm. Mess with the best, <laughs> die like the rest. Mm. We used to say that when I was in like like junior high school. That was something we thought was cool to say because yeah. <laughs> of this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> but but. Um, he, he does, he does get his connection terminated. And then when he gets up in the morning, his mom is like, turn off the dang dial up connection. (laughs) (laughs) 
Everybody is Napoleon Dynamite in this movie. Uh, I think. I think that'd be an interesting way to approach a remake of it. <laughs> Just no, John Heater in every role. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, guys, he needs work. Let's let's He's throw right. him a bone here. <laughs> he gets he eats scale for every role, but he has like 15 roles. <laughs> like, hey, well, you ask Eddie Murphy. That that adds up. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He, uh, his mom's trying to talk to him, and he's not really listening, and she has a sarcastic phone call with herself, um, yeah. where she's like, yeah, he's in there using his computer all night. Well, I suppose you're right. He could be playing with himself. You do like girls, don't you, Dade? Yes, Mom. <laughs> and I'm still a virgin. <laughs> I just haven't found any girls as charming as you. Hmm. So it, that, when he said that, the, and he said that, I was like, Jesus, he is trying to sound like Matthew Broderick here. Oh. Something I'm fierce. <laughs> and the rest of the movie, Jeffrey Jones is chasing him to get his passwords back. <laughs> well, let's hope that's the only reason why Jeffrey Jones is chasing him. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. It makes that movie real weird to watch again. <laughs> uh, well, really anything he's in, I suppose. She. This is where she figures out that he hooked the, the computer up to the phone, which makes her rather upset because he just got off of probation um, and just turned 18. So now he's allowed to own his computer and his touchstone phones. Uh, but before they get to really have it out, he heads off to school. My goodness, I wish my school was as well-funded as that in the 90s. Yeah, it was a nice school. Mm-hmm. Real nice. I will say, I will say that, and, and I mean, this is where we meet Angelina Jolie, um, mm. who introduces herself as Kate. Here's the thing, guys. Uh, she's Kate because Kate is a, a relatable name. Kate is the name of the girl next door. Angelina is the name of somebody famous. Even when she wasn't, that's like a famous sounding name. But Kate, Kate sounds attainable. And that's what they were going for. There you <laughs> go. Angelina Jolie, by the way, you mentioned that uh, a lot of the people are not teenagers. She is legitimately like 19 in this movie. Oh, yeah? Mm. Yeah. Very mm. young. Mm. So, but, but 19 though, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> Why? Well, yeah. Perv, so, pervness. So, uh, so I'm, I'm justified in my feelings then? Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But she, she, like, helps him out, and then when he sees, like, her mouth, it, like, cuts to, like, weird stock footage of, like, people <laughs> kissing and shit. And, man, that was the thing that I was hoping that they didn't stick with, with that at all. Oh, because, but the one they do later was a kind of upsetting. Well, they have a couple of different times uh, where he sees her and he imagines, you know... Like you said, stock footage or, or old clips from movies or TV and stuff like that. I was hoping that, that was going to be like a thing that was going throughout the movie when he encounters people uh, and, and and he it shows us what he kind of really thinks of them through the, you know, his uh, TV addled brain. And then he has to put on a veneer where he's sort of nice to them. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're just sort of describing the dead zone. <laughs> 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 it was fun uh, that they that the school had a bank of payphones, which mm. right there lets you know yeah. that this movie is chipped out of a block of ice. My but, high school had, had banks of payphones, not not that size, like banks of two payphones, but there was di- multiple spots around the high school where these these banks of two payphones were. But guys, I mean, we can uh, we can agree that Dade Johnny Lee Miller is a bit of a dope because he falls yeah. for one of the oldest tricks in the book, the yeah. old Olympic size pool on the roof <laughs> of the school trick. Now, was that something you heard in high school, uh, Jason? I can count on 
two hands the amount of times I've fallen for this trick. <laughs> you just you just keep going up to the roof and it's always a surprise. That was just a bunch <laughs> of nerds being like, don't close that door. Oh, damn it. We're all locked up here now. I, 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 I need to know, guys, does, does anybody ever in their life remember having access to the roof of their school? Exactly. No, no fucking way. <laughs> oh, when, yeah. Where? How? So before before you even suggest a pool was on top of the school, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Nobody could go to the roof. If you were a student, you were not going to the roof of the school. They if you were a teacher, if you yep. were a teacher, you were probably not going to the roof of the fucking school. No, maintenance people went yes. to the roof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She had said, "Hey, I fucked the maintenance guy. Here's the key. Maybe." <laughs> <laughs> then that's a whole different movie right there. <laughs> <laughs> maintenance man starring angelina jolie the hacking becomes very secondary to everything else that's going on with the lawsuit and the, and the criminal charges <laughs> the rest of the movie is just a courtroom drama yeah. <laughs> but he um when when he goes up there and like it starts to rain or whatever the one i the scene i was talking about is later he's walking through the hall he sees angelina jolie again and it cuts to like the stock footage of like a guy like choking out a woman <laughs> Well, yeah, because he wants to murder her now because she so tricked mad. him. So mad. Like, he got so wet up there when it rained. God. Yeah, so wet. Hey, Sally Can't Dance is in this movie. Rinoli, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's the phantom freak, man. Yes, <laughs> in fact, it, it, when we passed the bank of phone call, uh, phones, uh, pay phones, he was on the phone with Venezuela and made it a point. Hey, man, keep it down. I'm on the phone with Venezuela. <laughs> just, just a throwaway line. Like, just he could have just explained to him later, like, "Yo, I'm the Phantom Freak, you know, the King of Nine X." Yeah. For all you kids out there, Nine X was the uh, was a telecom company uh, in the late '80s and and mid '90s. Uh, were eventually, uh, I think now they are probably Comcast. And his buddy is little 14 year old chain smoking Jesse Bradford. <laughs> Dude, 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 dude. I need a handle. Dude, 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 dude. dude. What, did say, what did I tell you about saying dude, man? You say that dude one more time, I'm going to slap the shit out of you. Yeah, okay, so guys, if you're just tuning in now, we're just reading the script. Yeah. <laughs> um, There's so many quotable lines, though. Come on. This, this yeah. movie's full of wonderful lines. Well, shit on me. That was one recently that I uh, I have written down that was a fun one. Well, so after I actually originally first heard that in the movie The Crow. <laughs> Gideon says it um, in the uh, in the pawn shop scene wow. when Eric's beating him so up. So I wonder, I wonder if this movie was referencing the crow. Then <laughs> that's a possibility. Yeah, the right year after, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Nathan, I, Tintin I is in it. It's the same. It's the same bad guy. He's a good guy in this movie, though. Nathan, I have a question for you, though. What's that? So after we meet uh, Phantom Freak and mm-hmm. uh, Baby Jesse Bradford. Yep. Uh, Baby Bradford is what I'll call him for the rest of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew Lillard shows up, and how would you describe his look? Um, hippie <laughs> longstocking. <laughs> what, well, what I loved, I was gonna say, Brett, just quickly. What I loved was that when I first saw Johnny on screen and he's hacking, he's got these like small hacker glasses on. And I thought, oh sweet, he's got the fucking small '90s hacker glasses. Look at his style. And then Matthew Lillard shows up on screen. And it's like, oh dude, he's got even smaller hacker glasses. Fuck yeah. He's got super <laughs> small hacker glasses. He's got pigtail braid <laughs> things going on, yeah. and uh, just it, it smiles and having a great time. So I would describe him as hippie longstocking. 
This and, is the and, movie that got him shaggy. Uh, there's no question. By the way, <laughs> he's selling one of the greatest compilations of all time, the Asphyxiated on Their Own Vomit CD. I think he calls it the greatest Zooks. And and he's and he's selling them at this like random night market that was like sprung up. Is this supposed to be like a black market where they're selling well, no, like bootleg CDs and shit? It's the the rave club thing that they go to, which I okay. first thought was the lair of the Foot Clan from the first Ninja Turtles movie. Absolutely. Oh my god! I was yes. expecting somebody to offer cigarettes. You want regular or mentor? You mean Sam Rockwell to yes, offer Rockwell. cigarettes? Yes, yeah, Sam Rockwell. Oh, why wasn't Sam Rockwell in this movie? Oh, no, he would have been great in this. But it. Oh my God! This this like rave slash arcade slash skate park slash hacker empire is insane. It's weird because watching this back, uh, you know, now for him the way he talks to Angelina Jolie a, a few times in this movie is just like wow. That's no no kid who's looking for some play is gonna talk to her the way he talks to her. He's like pretty good for a girl. But well, yeah, he's also he, a hacker, right? He's he's uh, socially maladjusted, so one it seems to track that he wouldn't know how to talk to a lady, even if he might be interested in her. That's fair. Were they playing <laughs> Wipeout? They were. Okay, so here's here's the fact. This is not a real game, but it was made by Cygnosis, the people who made Wipeout. So okay. I bet that is using assets from Wipeout, but I'm pretty sure that was a pre-rendered cutscene representing gameplay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So he does he does beat her high score though. Oh yeah. Uh, and we find we figure out that she has like a boyfriend kind of who's the most nondescript character in this movie. <laughs> yes. He's just <laughs> very much in the background and the only scenes we see him in are basically when he's making out with Angelina Jolie and what I'm trying to say is how did I not get this part? And but they po- they, they they point that directly out because uh, at you, one point, you were what 10 conservatively at the time. Yeah, dog. <laughs> He, he points that out though at one point. He says, uh, or Johnny points over to her, or points over to the dude and goes, "What does he do?" And the other dude goes, "Well, you're looking at it." Yeah, he's just <laughs> he looks, just looks slick all day. Yep. <laughs> I think that was an unscripted moment where Johnny Lee Miller was literally like, "Wait, what's the point of this character?" <laughs> yeah. Why, why is this guy here? <laughs> um. Yeah. So he beats her high score, and then uh, Rinoli is like, "Wow, you just made it enemy for life." Okay, I got a quick question here. <laughs> is did you ever get the sense that Rinoli and like baby Bradford were supposed to be like together? See, I don't know because it's not, I don't think so. No, unless, unless baby Bradford is bi, So the yeah. bi baby Bradford could be <laughs> because baby bi Bradford. Yes. Unless he's just not willing to admit something to his mom, because later when we see his room, he's got girls on like, the wall like posters yeah. of, uh, of like uh swimwear models and whatnot mm-hmm. mm. uh, however only does call him boy meets world so <laughs> that was a good reference yeah. i don't know they all they they just seem they just they seem close and then they just seemed a little closer because they're always he's always like come on let's go let's get out of here and i'm like oh are they supposed to be i mean it's cool Rinoli's character comes off a little like uh i don't know like metrosexual maybe mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. And I got I, so I got the idea that like oh maybe they're an item and I just never picked up on this. I didn't I didn't necessarily get that they might have just known each other like their whole lives too. So in the Possibly. remake they will definitely be a couple. I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. Let's do this. We'll make it. We'll make it happen. Evan Hart is Rinoli. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson is Joey. Or we could just do it. 
<laughs> I'm d- done. That's cast. <laughs> they're not even. They're not. Well, if they're going to be in it, the plot is changing completely. Now they're the main characters. No, yeah. no, no, no. I want a scene where the where the Rock is going, dude, 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 dude. <laughs> and Kevin Hart goes, man, you say dude one more time, I'm going to slap the shit out of you. So are you going to tell that to Seven Bucks Productions? Because I'm not. <laughs> So at this point where Johnny Lee Miller hacks the school to make the sprinklers go off. Yes. Yes. Um, and I, I wrote down that if you want to look like you're the guilty party, come prepared with an umbrella. <laughs> I thought that exact same thing. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. It's like, who's going to, it's like, yeah, obviously you had the foreknowledge, you asshole. Also, the security in that system is fucking bad. I, the idea that he could just get into the system and then just have access to that test system. Like it's <laughs> that there's just like a convenient menu to be like, oh, just to test all the sprinklers and set them off. Like you think there'd be a little more security, but then again, it was 1995. So I yeah. guess people didn't even think about that. So it's more realistic than I give it credit for. <laughs> I take it all back. Genius. I take it all back. I'm an asshole. Um, what's the, I have, oh, they're talking at one point with, uh, uh, with Joey and the bunch of them are actually all kind of trading their, their hacking stories. And it, it sounds like, it sounded like a bunch of jock guys talking about the chicks they banged yeah yeah absolutely well well joey by the way i got to point out joey is double fisting cigarettes he's got a cigarette in each fucking hand now now jason (laughs) when you say joey you're talking about baby radford um yes baby jesse radford for sure yeah okay Mm -hmm. Okay. they're actually talking about um the most popular passwords oh Oh, my god and they were like god and sex and all this and i'm just thinking none of those None of those would pass any muster no. whatsoever now. But, You're not at least but, eight characters long. There's no special characters in it. There's no numbers in it. I can assure you from experience that back then those would have been acceptable passwords because I used to have an ICQ, an ICQ account, and the password that I used for a long time was just FF7. Oh, there was – yeah, the, the uh, I can remember – um, uh, back in the day, uh, you know, getting lists of passwords and there, there was things on there like, you know, um, password one. Like yeah. Legit. That's, that's the most common password is pa- fucking password. Yeah. I think password. Yeah. When, when they say like love, secret, sex, and God, I'm like, no, the most common one's definitely like password and like pass one, two, three, four. Oh no. The pass Computer. password and pass one, two, three, four and all that. Those were all um you know middle americans all that people who thought they knew about computers yeah uh, or felt they were comfortable around computers knew not to use those but they so they would use sex and love and, and all that sort of stuff. i remember one time uh there was ones where i would get uh there the, where the password was qwerty oh yeah <laughs> just the, the that that first string of words on the keyboard when I was in grade five, we had a teacher who had uh, set up a password on our Apple computers because Apple used to have uh, like a, a restrictive OS called uh, at ease that you would load into and you could only access certain programs, but you needed a password to get to just to like, the desktop so you can install shit. And uh, the guy's name was Fred. And so his password was Fred. And if you look at a keyboard, Fred is literally a square on the board. F-R-E-D. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and listen, I hope this doesn't get my identity stolen, but I think I've had the same password or some variation of the same password for like 20 years. So you should probably change that. I would recommend, uh, yeah. Immediately, before this I airs. mean, I'm, when I say variation, I mean numbers and symbols and shit. I don't think anyone's going to crack it. I put it to you, the listeners. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't try. <laughs> I, I feel like a challenge has been issued. That's what it sounds That's like right. to me. Guys, Penn Gillette is in this movie. 
<laughs> yes. He's yes. working in the internet playing no the character Hal. <laughs> uh, Teller, I don't think we should do this trick, Teller. <laughs> I love at one point he just he calls him on the phone and he goes, uh, we got a problem with the net. <laughs> and then he's like, "Wait, your DVD isn't isn't working? Like, what's going on?" Call Carl Reiner; he's got extra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carl Reiner's just got extra copies of the net just sitting around his house. He does because he fucking loved that movie. He tweeted about that movie so much. I don't know if you heard that, but he wait, fucking, is this legit? I, if he was doing a bit, it's one of the longest running Twitter bits because for like eight years he is like a few times a year tweeted about how the net was like one of his favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, coming soon. So um, who does who does old Penn Gillette call or how how calls the plague? The plague. Uh, Eugene, Eugene. Yeah. <laughs> who for some twisted reason uh, insists on having professionals in his life call him by his hacker handle. Yeah, I, I got a kick out of that because it just reminded me of like a a bothered teen that's like, my name's not Eugene, it's the plague. Yeah. See, because of the foundational nature of this movie and my psyche, like like my default like view of what a douchebag looks like defaults <laughs> to Fisher Stevens in this movie. This is the the ultimate douchebag with the with the fucking chin strap beard and the long black coat and the fact that he fucking casually skateboards around. And we'll talk about the fucking limo thing later. We're getting don't there, forget but, about the shitty ponytail with the oh, bald spot showing. Oh, it's it's and all the, so awful. And the horrible hair dye. Yes, mm. that's just jet black. <laughs> not a not a shade of of uh, of detail on that. Just all black hair. Just a fucking void in his face. <laughs> and while they're having problems with the net, we get a what appears to be a miniature set that was constructed just so they could represent the network yes. as like a cityscape. No mm-hmm. CG in this movie, my friends. Every bit of it is practical. Mm. They, so much like they have the, the the file names etched in and they they light up so you can see what what file old baby Bradford is downloading because he's the one who's hacked into their net <laughs> and he copies the garbage file because yes. he's like this won't do anything it's just a garbage file it's just to prove who's there it's like it's like a trophy hackers do yep. that sort of shit right but mm-hmm. the thing is the garbage file may contain more than we knew oh. right oh. what a twist what a twist. <laughs> But I think we go back to the hackers at this point where they're greeted at the door by Emperor Palpatine. Uh, oh, just before that, I, I just wanted to make a quick note of what Fisher Stevens does when he comes in. Like you said, Jason, he just kind of skates into the room with his with his skateboard. Yep. Pops the skateboard up like he's going to hold it to, or place it somewhere and just tosses it back down. <laughs> yeah, it was the most do. ridiculous bit of busy business I've seen in a movie in a long time. And I, I like the contrast of it because you have the plague when his douchebag coat and everything, and he's on a skateboard. But then you've got the hero of the movie, Johnny, who's dressed much more colorfully. And he, throughout most of the movie, uh, improbably, is on rollerblades. Yes. <laughs> like, rollerblades. Like, there's no reason for him to be on rollerblades. He, like, rolls up to something to fucking hack something. It's like, really? We're just leaving them on now, are we? Listen, Jason, rollerblades in, skateboards out. <laughs> That's right. The 90s, things, things were changing. <laughs> well, the times they are changing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and and this is where um, what's that dude's name? He's dressed like Emperor Palpatine when it's the hacker Lord, Lord Nikon. Um, yes. And as we had mentioned earlier about uh, the crow, uh, he was Tintin in the crow. 
Um, but they watch their favorite TV show because it's like a TV show that gets hacked into the network with the host, Blade and Razor. And it's yeah. called, what is it it's called? Razor and Blade. What is it called? Hack, Hack the, the planet. planet. Hack the planet. That's right. And they teach them how to hack a payphone. And I'm like, Which you know what, guys? This is awesome because I love that I know this now because I'm going to use this in my day-to-day life. It's going to be great for the future. I'm never going to have to pay for a phone call again. Guys, I'm living on easy street. Uh, are you going to tell him or am I going to tell him, Nathan? Oh, well, I mean, if he can find a payphone, he'll be doing all right, won't he? All right, well, let, let him find out on his own. He won't pay for all those calls he's not making. Living on easy street. What I love about that scene is that that actually did used to work, I think, at one time. Yeah, Obviously, it hasn't worked in probably 25 years. But uh, even then, I don't know that it actually still worked. But, like, it explains because earlier we, we see the scene of him on the phone because he says, I'm calling Venezuela, right? And he and he has the tape recorder out. He plays the tones and then he calls it. <laughs> well, when I was – I remember back in, like, the early 90s, one of the malls down here – um, they got new payphones, and uh, I was at the mall, and I had to call my my parents to come pick me up because you know, it was time for me to go home. And uh, I put the I picked up the phone, and I heard the dial tone. And I put the I put the coin in, and what used to be just like a a, a brief pause to show that the the phone had taken in the change, there was like this bloop bloop. I'm like, the fuck was that? Hmm. And then it happened like anytime I'd use those phones again, that would happen. I was like, oh, that's my, that's weird. And then uh, years later, when I saw this movie, I was like, oh, that's a really good idea. Oh, I could have been having free phone calls all this time. Damn it. <laughs> um, well, I, I never it, thought that doing it into, like, playing the tone into the, um, in, in, into the speaker part or into the mouthpiece of the, of the telephone that would, would do that, so... And and yet it would because that's how that that's how that shit worked. That's how they activated anything was all audio tones, right? So that's yeah. how a lot of that early phone freaking I think worked. You had like one of those um, uh, blue boxes that the famous Captain Crunch, who I believe is a pedophile, so let's not talk too glowingly about him. But he built <laughs> the these serial fucking- mascot. Yeah. Uh, well, yes, no, yes well. Brendan, the serial mascot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I always knew there was something off about him. <laughs> But he, he built these like phone boxes called blue boxes and you could plug into phone lines and using them, you could make all the tones you needed to like access the network and access back ends and voicemail boxes and shit like that. And that was that was hacking before computers. Uh, and that's basically what that is an extension of. And it, it's so fascinating to me because it doesn't exist anymore because we're all online, baby. We're all online. Yeah. Can't believe he got involved with the serial business. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we have serial killer played by Matthew Lillard. Yes. And, uh, Another fun fact, uh, I'll point out his name, his real name, What's as that? he points What's out, is, thing? it's a fun mean, fact. It's a fact that's fun. I think he means an interesting tip. I think he means oh, an interesting Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I forgot. I have to use your trademark term if you guys are going to get paid. Uh, I, I have a tidbit uh, that is interesting. Okay. Oh, okay. Sounds like an interesting tidbit. It is, a, it is a tidbit that is interesting. And that Excellent. tidbit is that Emmanuel Goldstein, uh, which is his real name, his, his yep. handle is Serial Killer, but his real name is Emmanuel Goldstein, is a double reference, my friends, because it is a reference to 1984. There's a character in that book uh, by George Orwell named Emmanuel uh, Goldstein. But it is also a reference to the editor of the long-existing hacker magazine, 2600. I don't know what the guy's real name is, but that is his hacker name, is Emmanuel Goldstein. And I follow him on Twitter. There are some fun, um, uh, you know, uh, nods and, st- and whatnot to uh, better things uh, yes. in this movie all throughout. 
Well, and, and I, I felt I feel watching it now. I I was like, oh, hey, that's fun. Oh, that that's neat. In 1995, I was I did not get a single no. one of those goddamn things. No, they they were deep references that have uh, only appreciated with age. Exactly. Well, and guys, this is where we get the the main crux of the plot here because uh, the plague is having his uh, investors meeting. Mm-hmm. With uh, while the Japanese investors are looking on from monitors, which I thought was a funny detail, they're just kind of like stoic and staring and watching. Um, and then he says like, "There's a there's a virus in the oh, computer b- system." Before before that happened, actually, Joey gets arrested. Yes, Baby Bradford gets arrested because I have a really I have a note here about his super awesome Star Trek the animated series towel because <laughs> he has one and um. Uh, this is actually bef- – this is the part where we see the time-traveling report uh, because previously, as you said, we went to Lord Nikon's place, and they're watching uh, a news uh, program where they're interviewing the FBI um, head agent who's investigating these hackers, and he's giving uh, an interview um, to to a lady uh, basically saying what the scourge of these hackers are and how they, they wreck – systems and whatnot and then we flash forward to joey getting arrested and he gives the exact same uh interview so yeah. much so that if you if you run it back you can actually see them taking joey down the stairs uh before he gets arrested <laughs> yeah. oh officer bunk yeah yeah and uh and now we move on to the um yes the uh uh a, a, my name is not eugene it's the plague in front of board members Yep, and he's like, yeah, he's basically like, there's a there's a virus that's gonna capsize all these ships. Oh, what was the name um, of the virus? Da Vinci. <laughs> da Vinci. And what what was that a play on, Jason? I know you're getting it. Uh. First name Leonardo. Well, nope. yeah, I know Da Vinci, it but was, he's probably it, playing on another old virus, was it? The Michelangelo virus. Michelangelo virus. There you go. Yeah. But of course, he uses Da Vinci's uh, man, or what is that drawing called of the dude? Uh, Jim Morrison? It's uh, yeah, it's, Jim Morrison. It's uh, Leonardo da Vinci's Jim Morrison. That's what it's called. But, Jim Morrison but the, being stretched on a on a yeah. but rack. The, yeah. the the Michelangelo virus only affected like Domino's and like Pizza Hut, right? Yeah, that's it. That's all it was, Brandon. <laughs> um, I did find it funny where they talk about this virus and how the way it's going to work is it, it's it, when it goes off or when it uh, takes over, it's going to flood the ballasts of these uh, ocean tankers full of oil and capsize them, uh, thus creating this huge environmental disaster and someone says something to the to the effect that these systems are completely automated there's no way to override it and i call 100 percent bullshit on that a thousand percent bullshit on that can we not switch to manual no not anymore yeah like, like they would still have people on the boats even today we don't have fully automated uh, oil tankers and even if we did yeah there would be a way to take manual control we can't But have... I wonder I wonder though if that's just like the movie's way of showing that these guys are out of touch and the plague is like be. no no you can't do it it's totally all automatic I think it's more a testament to how stupid the general public is in regards to tech at this time that they can yeah. claim that, oh, yeah, there's no way that we can undo it when in, uh, a person with even an ounce of uh, technical knowledge would be like, no, you absolutely can, you idiot. But <laughs> it's like, oh, it, 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 it happened all the time in, in movies where they would just explain away uh, something, some plot point where – uh, something just couldn't be done because of this thing, and you're like, that's 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 horseshit. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you ever seen the movie Pleasantville? Yes, I love that movie. At, at one point, they say, you can't turn it off without the remote. It's a new TV. It's like, no, that's not a thing. I mean, net, and you net, plug. I mean, you just yeah. unplug it. Fuck. Yeah. Yep. But um, we 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 quickly quickly learn that the plague is maybe not the smartest uh, villain <laughs> because he openly and loudly talks about how this virus is his own doing with Lorraine Bracco not twenty feet outside of the meeting room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how they're going to use this to get like twenty five million dollars from the company, and they've got to they've got to get these they've got to you know put the blame on these hacker kids so they can they can get away with their money. And they show the they show the FBI guys tearing through old Joey's stuff. Um, yeah. He's got all this computer stuff, and for some reason, a power glove. <laughs> yeah, of course he does. What, what I found what I found funny was so before he gets arrested, he has a dream about getting arrested, right? That, so that he, was weird. That was really yeah, weird. It was a weird little kind of fake out. But in the dream, uh, and maybe this is just a testament to his head at the time. But in the dream, he, uh, the he realizes the police are coming in, and the very first thing he does, rather than trying to run or erase his computer, is he starts ripping up a bunch of printer paper of shit he had printed off. What did he print off in his mind that he needed to rip up the printer paper? That's what I want to know. What kind of what kind of evil stuff was on that paper? <laughs> we'll have to ha- uh, at baby Bradford on Twitter. <laughs> Dot if they just, pornography. If they would just do an 8K transfer, maybe we could see. Yeah, <laughs> but um, um, what I what I do like is that after they arrest him and they have like the FBI agents waiting outside, one of them is like suspect Mark Anthony. Is still, yeah, is it Mark Anthony. yeah, but he says, <laughs> but he but he says, and this is one of my favorite lines in the movie. He says, "Suspect is still grounded by his mother." <laughs> yeah, as if like, uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> what do you think? Like his mailman was gonna ground him? Like suspect <laughs> is grounded by his boss from Taco Bell. Yeah, like you said so condescendingly. I'm like, uh, yeah, usually it's one of the parents that does it. <laughs> but I, I think it's that general, like it, it's uh, hammering home that general vibe of like old versus young that there's a little bit of there of like these young kids that are fighting the system and, and the olds that run everything. It's like, oh, yeah. he's a dumb kid. He got grabbed by his mommy. Uh, someone, someone gives Fisher Stevens like uh, a, a file and he utters the phrase, ugh, hard copy. <laughs> like this movie is just so ridiculous with the way people react to things. It's just out of this world. But but the plague does make his way over to Dade, aka Johnny Lee Miller. Yes, there, yes, yes. And he says, uh, and he says, hackers are their own country. <laughs> yes, yes, they they are. Hackers are a foreign country. It's different there. Yeah, they're 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 all their own country where there's no friendships. There's just uh, what do you say? Uh, uh, sometimes there are um, alliances, temporary alliances. I yes. just I just want to pause for one second because Jason just quoted the fucking go between. Happy to do okay. it. Happy okay. to do it. <laughs> the few people that's watched it in the last thirty years, I'm happy to do. It. Obscure 1970 British film. <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway continue uh johnny lee miller uh after this has a, a weird sex dream um about angelina jolie and then possibly pause. getting arrested pause it pause it right oh, there oh. right oh, oh. pause it right there right there oh yeah sweet that that was the spot in my videotape that had some tracking issues <laughs> i'm sure i mean i think guys i have to point out I, I mentioned it earlier this is in the seminal movie of my life i mean this this movie was part of my sexual awakening angelina jolie is one of my early crushes in my life and uh yeah this this scene 
specifically was important. Jack uh, A from two two seven. Um, so <laughs> I think it was. I thought it was weird. I, like looking back on it, I'm like, why did she not wear a bra <laughs> in that scene? It was kind of strange. Like, did she not think the camera caught it? <laughs> or maybe, or maybe, because there is a scene later where she clearly mouths fuck, but you hear screw. I wonder if that was supposed to be a more, like, uh, a longer shot originally. Well, there's a possibility. It looks like they they... had an R at first. Or maybe, I'm thinking they just, they sacrificed that one because Johnny Lee Miller uh, drops an F-bomb later, too. Yeah, Um, I was looking for it. I missed it. Where was it? Uh, Oh, it was where um, he's talking about... Someone threatens him with uh, going to prison or, yeah. or something like that, and he was like, "Fucked if I care." So I think the next the next scene is that they're actually back at the school, and uh, Johnny Lee Miller has hacked his way into uh, advanced English, mm-hmm. um, and they're displaying their favorite quotes. Uh, yes. Of course. Um, okay, wait, sorry, can I interrupt you for one sec, Nathan? I just right want ahead. to point out. I just need to point out. So when he hacks into the system to put himself in the class, we can see clearly that each student, for some reason, has a professionally done headshot in very low resolution. Right. Because like Angelina Jolie's headshot is like her like looking back over her shoulder with long hair. So I think they literally must have taken their acting headshots and digitized <laughs> them for this scene. <laughs> and of course, she has the the quote from her mother, uh, which lets you know that she is she is a feminist, and oh. and and she. Then and and it's it's just that's that's who she is hardcore feminist just like her mom. Okay, yeah. guys, about this scene. So we also have to point this out too. What what is what is happening in this class? What 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 are they doing? This makes <laughs> no no sense. I I've, I've done a lot of classes in my life. I've been to a lot of like school and stuff, and never once have I had a class like this where we have three people standing in front of a chalkboard writing independently, writing quotes from works, I guess, just random works or poetry, and then the yeah. teacher is standing in the back being like, "Okay, all right, all right, okay, yeah, those are some good quotes." <laughs> but what are they doing? What is the point of it? Jason, so that we can find out that Emmanuel Goldstein is not in that class because exactly. he's and, and he's an Ozzy Osbourne fan. American History 101. X. Um, and then, of course, we the, to drive home the um, the fact that she's a feminist, we we go to, I believe, a, a party. Yes. Um, well, we should at, mention too. Just mention too. Just before, like before this party, we do see a scene where uh, the plague goes into Johnny Lee Miller's house. We mentioned it briefly, but he does tell him basically like. You better, you better help me out, or I'm gonna like fuck up your family, essentially. That's yes. right. And he, and he, and he goes, blow me. And he looks at him and smiles and goes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Classic wait, dialogue. The, wait, yeah. did we talk about the baseball bat part? Yeah, he smashes up his stereo with yeah, a baseball bat. I, I thought that was so funny. Like this, I, this guy coming in in his douchebag look, like trying to be a badass. He's got the baseball bat, and he's literally pulling the. Wow, you've got a nice place here. It'd be a shame if something were to happen to it, and then breaking <laughs> it up like a fucking asshole. <laughs> trying to and be such a badass. At this party, you mentioned Nathan. Um, Matthew Lillard does have a line here that I wrote down because it's another one of those lines that kind of perked my ears up. He sees a girl walking past him, and he says, "Look at that pooper." to which he also adds spandex it's a privilege not a right which lets you know that okay not only is angelina jolie in this her character is a staunch uh egalitarian feminist her friends are total pigs 
Yeah. Oh yeah, every well, single one of them. It was in the '90s. You know, it's like you you would say you really you, you know theoretically you would believe in something, but you also were a shithead on the side. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> they go and they go into her room, right, and like yeah. try using her laptop. Yeah, which well, is okay. a big violation of privacy. There's one. actually there's a there's a fun there's a fun flashing back and forth here because uh, Joey or Baby Bradford, as we are affectionately knowing him as, um, is now uh, he can't hang out with them. Right. He can't associate with his degenerate hacker computer friends, so he has to go to uh, Internet Addicts Anonymous or something. <laughs> yes, and I think it's he the General Addicts Anonymous, but he's yeah. there specifically for the internet. Yeah, I was wondering. Is he, like, oh. Are there meetings where it's just like, well, if you've got an addiction, whatever it is, we'll put you in here. I mean, I would think you wanted to be more specialized, but maybe there are. Maybe maybe that's how you get filtered. You know, specialized. I don't know. I, I'm just judging it based on the people in the room with them. I don't think they were all Internet addicts. No. Well, you know what? I, I will say this. The Internet, when it kind of hit publicly, it it blew up and yes. a lot of a lot of folks uh, who would have looked like an awful lot of the folks in, in that uh, room became quite addicted to it because it was it was TV, but it wasn't. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was they were replacing one box with another, but because it was a computer and there was like it was interactive, they didn't feel like they were wasting their time. When well, in reality, they were just wasting their time on internet message boards. Well, you, you think about it back then, like when we think of internet addiction in the modern era, we think about it in terms of either you know grandma on Facebook or we think of it in terms of somebody playing World of Warcraft 16 hours a day. Uh, but yeah. but back at this time, like the mid 90s when the internet was taking off, like people would be on people would get addicted to chat lines and shit, or yeah. uh, you know would spend six hours just talking to random people across the world or playing IRC zone. Yeah. And Merck going on Merck and talking to people and fucking pirating software and, and, uh, uh all the good times, uh, yeah. fun, fun memories. Trading stuff through ICQ. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, actually my, my ICQ, I had a custom set up boys. I had a custom set up with fucking, uh, army of darkness sounds. So that when, uh, so that when, yeah, exactly. So that when somebody would come online, it would, uh, it would go, yo, she bitch. Let's go. Or, uh, yeah, somebody would send me a message and it would go groovy and then somebody would leave and it would be like shop smart, shop S smart <laughs> was the best. And we are we need to go back to those times because, boys, those times were better. Things were better. Oh, like, Jesus. Dan, sucked. And oh, sucked no. Jason, you guys need to vote for Donald Trump because he'll take nope. us back to the Merck days. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> no. <laughs> there wasn't even cable Internet at the time. Most no. people were on dial up. Exactly. I mean, all, por- all of the pornography was of low resolution exactly. quality. You wanted, to, you wanted to jerk off. You had to be a dedicated to that. Wait, 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 Jason, Jason, are you saying that like when he says make America great again, he's just talking about Internet connections? Exactly. We need to go back to Web 1.0. That is the only way society will. We have to get rid of Twitter and we have to go back to GeoCities. Get a stack <laughs> of AOL CDs. That's right. I am ready to go. I've got 15,000 of them in storage. I knew this day was going to come. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so they go on Angelina Jolie's laptop. <laughs> and I while with that's the, happening, she bursts into the room with her boyfriend. And they start trying to do it. Yeah, but then when she sees them, she gets very mad. But then she pauses and she's like, "Yeah, my laptop's pretty sweet, isn't it?" 
So this scene contains one of the things that is works against this movie, and that is any, what? as I said, any reference to modern technologies. So when they go up to her computer, they're like, oh, look at this laptop. It's got a 28.8 modem and an active matrix display. Wow. And I mean, a 28.8 modem, you know, it was in 1995, that was pretty fast. But now that's that's insane. Even even if you were using a modem now, you would you would have to use a 56K modem. You know, I also <laughs> I also did laugh at her saying, yeah, I want to triple my RAM. And then she starts yeah. typing and I'm like, wait, is the movie trying to tell me that she's tripling her RAM by typing? <laughs> she's downloading <No>. some RAM. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, apparently her uh, her the screen is so, so bright that it projects the image onto Johnny Lee Miller's face. Yes. <laughs> yes. This comes up throughout the movie because these screens are so bright and they react because at one point when Johnny is hacking and he gets shut out of the system, we see a bright flash in his face as if the laptop had exploded uh, <laughs> and that kicked him out of the system. I assume it shut the computer off. It kicked him out so hard. I guess. <laughs> but this is, this is where the bet is made, right? Yes, this is, this is where they like, do make their bet. Mm-hmm. She's like, if I win, you become my slave. And she's like, no, 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 that doesn't mean we're going to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> she's a feminist, you know? Yeah, and then if yeah. you win, I'll do anything. And the weirdest thing is, and I know he mentions it later and not in this scene, but, like, clearly he has a thing for her, right? Yes. Yes. And and when he says, like, if I win, we go on a date because I think, like, obviously he wants to eventually date her and be with her. Um, It's weird that he's like... But you got to wear a dress and look like a conventional girl. <laughs> well, I feel that it was it was written just for what follows him saying that um, because they go on this this pranking spree with old Agent Gill. Oh, bunk. and uh, what's that? Oh, I was just saying bunk from the wire. <laughs> Brendan and right. I independently both had the same thought that this is actually a prequel when Bunk was in the Secret Service uh, and working against hackers, but then he got a demotion after this whole thing and got sent to fucking Baltimore to deal with drugs. Oh, yeah. well, there you go. Um, they they start pranking him by uh, giving him, like, uh, you know, false arrests, his DUIs. They give out his office number for uh, online, like, uh, you know, the sex personals. And then <laughs> eventually they finally just, like, you have him declared dead. Um, yep. So uh, after all of their, their pranking back and forth, which for some reason they need to go to the top of, like, the Chrysler building to – to do one of the hacks, which made no sense to me. I don't understand why that had, that was a thing, but equally making no sense was, I want to see their scoring system break down. <laughs> Give me that rubric. I want to see the math in <laughs> play. They're here. like, yeah, it looks like it's a tie 60 to 60. And I'm like, what's a point considered? 61. So they go into uh, the, the, a sudden death type uh, of uh, situation where they say that, um, you know, uh, he says that, uh, if I win, you have to wear a dress on our date. Mm. And to which she replies, if I win, so do you. So I'm like, you know what? He just won. Win, win. Uh, he's yeah. clearly getting a date regardless. <laughs> it is indicative, I think, of his uh, maybe lack of social skills that rather than risk the the possibility that he asks her out on a date and she says no, he gets this situation where the date is on the line based on his own performance rather than uh, based on just her decision. She's forced into it, right? Because it's the bet. She's got to make good on the bet. Yeah. But um, and after this, uh, apparently the plague has so much disposable income that he just sends data free laptop. 
yeah. and somehow manages to rig it so that when <laughs> he opens the laptop, it plays this video. Now, my question is, if Dade, for whatever reason, decides he wants to keep using this laptop, which honestly I wouldn't, but no. every time he opens that laptop, does it play that video? Does he have to watch that video every <laughs> single time? Can he skip it or can he? Like, no, no, it? no. No, no, no. It's like the hardware. It's built into the Windows startup. He has to watch that every time. Every single time he gets that same message. (laughs) He's like, God damn it. I just want to watch the last episode of Girls. (laughs) In real media and like 160 by 100 resolution. And it took him all night to download it. Yeah. God damn right. He might have it downloaded by the morning. Let's let's cross our fingers. (laughs) Well, I'm hoping I'll sleep in just in case. Um. So, the, but Joey yeah, the gets, message is like to warn him or whatever, or to tell him like, what what is the message essentially? Like, you well, basically you says, to, yeah, you need to get on board with what I'm asking you to do. Yeah, because yeah. he's gonna he's gonna turn his mom into basically like a crackhead ex-con and have her arrested. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go to um, the the park with uh with Rinoli and Baby Bradford. Uh, where they're having their discussion, uh, where uh, he brings him a copy of the garbage file that he downloaded, to which this all leads uh, a, a big chase uh, with Mark Anthony and the other FBI agent who doesn't uh, get a name. Small <laughs> white guy. This yep. scene made me laugh so hard because the FBI agents are like wait, like hiding kind of on the bench. And it turns out when they get up and start chasing him that the woman sitting in the middle like wasn't connected to them at all. And I'm just like, just imagine being that woman. And two guys just sit on either side of you and they're like secretly recording someone behind them. You're like, <laughs> um, can I just read my book? <laughs> <laughs> so they actually they ended up ca- they end up catching um, uh, Rinoli. And uh, the gets you know incarcerated, uh, and the cop tells him, "You get this one phone call, and that's it." Uh, <laughs> another thing that's that's just a movie thing, uh, yep. apparently. Yeah. Mm. But Rinoli gets um tells them what's going on, and Angelina Jolie is like, "Yo, Dade, can you make a copy of this disc?" And he finally agrees to do it, but yeah, we find out that he's going to give the disc to uh, Fisher Stevens because he doesn't want his mom to get fucking thrown in jail. Quick which question. Is- to the most hilarious moment <laughs> in this movie. All right, go for that. Tell me. I don't know. Well, Johnny Lee Miller gets the disc and he goes to meet Plague, which uh, it, it, it appears that he waits for him for approximately three hours. Yes. Um, and then the Plague shows up in mm-hmm. a limo. No, he's skateboarding outside Stitching. of the limo yeah. while <laughs> holding onto the door, comes by, yanks the disc out of his hand and just... <laughs> Goes right along with the limo again. The Makes best thing about no it, sense. though, is the, the look on Johnny Miller's face. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it says, this guy is such an asshole. He's, I, I think Johnny's as confused as we have the, as the audience are looking at this going, why in the hell is he doing this? Makes no sense. This is such a stupid thing to do, but he's doing it because he wants to swing his dick around, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so so next we got this this hacking montage and an explanation as to what this uh this worm does in that it nibbles data or coinage from different transactions and then and the data is not actually gone it's just shuffled around and then it's supposed to leave and to wit i noted i really liked it when office space did this better yes and superman 3, and superman did 3 exactly <laughs> <laughs> but this this was after superman 3 but before office space so oh, so clearly shit. mike judge got it right third time's That's- the charm that's right. Mike, Mike Judge saw hackers, thought, wow, that's a good idea. Hey, you know what? 
Mike Judge, you hack. I've got, I've got, I've got a flair for this sort of thing. Ben Mullis uh, is backing off in my tool shed. <laughs> so, guys, this brings up a question because, th- yes, this is the hacker montage where they go to collect uh, material and stuff because they, you know, they want to hack the planet right. and because uh, they know that Fisher Stevens is, you know, uh, going to corrupt his own company. <laughs> yeah, but, well, yeah, I mean, yes, <laughs> he's going to corrupt his own company and make off with the money and and you know put the blame on the hackers. But my question, and this is a question that has plagued mankind for years and years. Uh-huh. Yeah, see what I did there? Well, I but it, it, did. It, 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 people have wondered this atop a mountain. You know, many many uh, great philosophers have pondered this on many a slab of stone. Uh, my question to you, gentlemen, is: If you were in a dumpster, would you fuck Angelina Jolie? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What, I don't know why. I don't know why that was even ponderous in your mind. A lot of these philosophers were bo- were were around before she was born, so they were confused by the question. Um, okay. So that's why there's a lot of thinking about this. So I thought I would just ask you. That would have been really but, especially weird, like, like after she was born, like John Boyd's hanging out with his like two year old daughter, and they hear this question, and they're like, "Oh my God, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you?" People? And he's like, and then and then John Voigt was like, "Well, just just give me another forty five years. You just you just wait. You just wait, son. <laughs> you ain't seen crazy yet." <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in like Pearl Harbor. No, nope. Wait till I get a Twitter account. <laughs> you just wait till I do my movie about a snake. I've been working on it for 25 years. <laughs> wait till I get a Presidential Medal of Freedom and do that horrifying dance that I did. Oh, oh John. Oh, hackers. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we're kind of overshadowing the... Because we are saying this is just like the hacker montage. But in reality, it's actually them... Not only doing their hacking thing, getting their gear, but as we mentioned earlier, this is where they do a lot of the, like the legitimate social engineering with the uh, shoulder surfing. Because the reason why Lord Nikon is called Lord Nikon is because he has a photographic memory. So we ah. see him delivering, um, you know, uh, flowers to the offices, and he is uh, watching for passwords and things like Kermit, uh, as one yeah. of them had, um, and then of course. Um, Dade and yeah, sorry, it was what's her name? The Kate, Dade and Kate, Kate and See, Dade, crash and burn, yeah, yeah, crash and burn. Um, her baby. <laughs> they're uh, they do some dumpster diving, which again is a legitimate thing where people will will jump into uh, dumpsters of of corporations uh, to get shredded printouts so they could try to get you know records and passwords. Mm-hmm. I, I, I must say I have at least once in my life done that. Uh, um, uh, Justin and, and our friend Dave, one night we uh, decided to go out and dumpster dive to see if we could find anything cool. And you know what we came home with, boys? We Herbies. came home with – no, well, well tetanus. Uh, but, we, okay. but in addition to that, we came home with a, a actually working uh, bill scanner like a UV light that you could uh, check a bill, but that's the only thing we found of any value. <laughs> and for some yeah. reason, a laser disc copy of the movie Rounders. Oh man, <laughs> I've been so happy. I would have put that on my wall. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they're doing all this shit uh, and they, they go, I think, yeah, Dade and, and Kate go into like the hacker rave. Cause they want to find, we didn't mention these guys, but I, I guess we kind of briefly mentioned them, but blade and razor, the guys who host that like hacker TV show. Yeah. They're like trying to recruit them to help them. Yes. Because um, they're elite. They're totally elite. They're elite. Yeah. So you get it right that time, bud. <laughs> I'm learning. There you go. Well, actually, in this movie, they say elite. Now, I'm. They I'm do wondering, say elite. 
and I wonder because I wonder if the genesis of that term is either from before this movie and they appropriated it and then it evolved into because because at the time they say elite, but then eventually it becomes elite and then it becomes one, three, three, seven in, uh, you know, numerical representation of that to say that you are elite. Yes. That, well, that's elite uh, spelled out in elite speak. Exactly. Mm. So, but but my my curiosity was that if if an elite hacker was a term that was from before hackers, or if like uh or if like to hackers this movie is like the Godfather is to the mob, then that term came from this movie. But I'm not sure. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm I sure. feel like that that's not how that happened. <laughs> I really really hope this movie is like the Godfather to the mafia. <laughs> <laughs> but it is like like the Godfather. Like a lot of the ideas that the mafia t- took hold of comes from the Godfather. It's like the those guys on the Sopranos, they they all just grew up watching The Godfather, so they you, that's what they think the mob is supposed to be. Do, do you mean like how most of the mafia are like having heart attacks in orange groves? Exactly. That's the number oh. one killer of mobsters. Orange Grove heart attacks. Orange Grove heart attacks is my uh, new punk band. That's a <laughs> solid punk band that name is a actually. Good name. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Not going to um, lie. Yeah, so they start fucking with uh the plague system again. We see Pendulette again and <laughs> This has my single favorite exchange of dialogue because Lorraine Bracco, his character is knows no shit all about computers. Like she's not supposed to know what's going on. Um, you hear all this like jargon of oh like, oh my god, she's just like, like, so confused every time. A rabbit is in the administration system. Send a flu shot. Rabbit, flu shot. Someone talk to me. A rabbit uh, replicates till it overloads a file, then it spreads like cancer. Cancer. Like she's confused about the concept of cancer. <laughs> yeah. But then she, like she literally says, "Cancer, brain, brain, cancer." It's like she's the fucking electric company. Oh my god. Okay, and and the other one, the other moment like that in this movie, I think it was earlier, but I have to mention it. Um, where the uh, bunk is is uh talking to the other FBI guy, the the nerd FBI guy, and he's like, "Well, what'd you find?" And he goes, "Well, we have an uncorrupted hard drive." And he goes, "Give it to me in English." And I'm yeah. thinking the guy must be like, I can't. That's as simple as I could That's possibly make. It is a simple. hard drive, and it is not corrupted. What do you want me to say? But this is a very uh, – they're all using pay phones, and they're all using their own laptops, which I love how they all their laptops have their own cute little logos. Oh, yeah, they have, they have their own. Yeah, it's not, it's yes. not good enough for them just to have a uh, – everyone for them to have a uh, – a sign or or a handle like most people do on the internet they got to have their own brand so guys this this to me is fucking cool and and in 1995 i thought this was stupid obviously because computers don't work like that or at least they didn't then but the idea of it was super cool and you can see it was actually kind of prescient because nowadays with our smartphones and stuff we all have our own custom wallpaper we have our own custom like setups for how we want it to look now if i could just have my phone like when i turn it on have it like blast out a flame and be like acid burn Oh, I thought you were gonna say if you could every time you turn on your phone, it played a video of low resolution Fisher Stevens. Well, <laughs> and you yeah, have to watch yeah. that, Jason. You have to you watch have every to single watch time to ask you wanna, me to help him with this. You want to you want to jump on IMDb and find out what movie <laughs> what movie Lorraine Bracco was in before Hackers? Sorry, you got to watch Fisher Stevens talk for ten minutes. <laughs> Damn it! If I can make Fisher Stevens my Siri, I think I'd be happy. Just make sure you pick Fisher Stevens hackers and not the other Fisher yeah, Stevens. Oh, no, short oh, no, 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 no. Oh, my God. Somebody's like, you know, I know that's just your Siri, but that sounds awfully racist. 
You know, in this movie, you could say that Fisher Stevens is in douche face. <laughs> <laughs> but at least, at least the, the when the douchebags complain, we're like, eh, fuck, yeah, take exactly. it. We don't care. Whatever your douchebags. <laughs> go, go have a protest if you think you deserve anything, douchebags. <laughs> Douche. Oh wait, they already did. It's called anti mask protest. But I don't. Oh! Want to <laughs> I was gonna say we're, they're very proud boys, and they. Oh. <laughs> Guys, we are topical as fuck. As yeah. It's going to age so well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so no, no, because in the future, people will be like, hey, you know those anti-maskers? They were actually right the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it turns out everybody was being stupid. <laughs> those were the real geniuses. <laughs> um... Hackers. I think we've already we've already passed the part where they he where Dade reveals that he was zero cool. And they're and all everybody's stoked. Super stoked. Uh, and Lord Nikon said, "Man, I thought you were black." <laughs> my, one of my favorite bits of the movie. <laughs> yeah, and 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 Acid Burn, like Angelina Jolie, is like instantly pretty wet when he says that. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's least. By the way, and when they're hacking the plague system and trying to expose him or whatever, um. It is literal, like, there are literal electric, like, waves going on in the room. Yeah, like, like yeah. the mainframe is arcing, and I don't think computers are supposed to arc. No, they are not. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, they get busted just before, seemingly, they can expose him. But, guys, they don't bust serial killer, a.k.a. Matthew Lillard, who watches on... A.k.a. Manuel Goldstein. That's right. Who <laughs> watches on from the crowd as uh, Dade gets arrested and, and yells? Hide the planet! Hide the planet! Shut up and yeah. get in the car! Hide the planet! Hide the planet! We get a shot of him digging through the trash at Grand Central Station. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. <laughs> yes. Or at the very least, has several strains of hepatitis and possibly HIV. Yeah, he reaches in and grabs that disc and he's like jackpot gonna go see blade and razor mm-hmm. and they oh, don't managed... forget that, that that blade and razor helped them um organize a, a hacker army from around yes. the world because oh. while yeah. they're trying to uh defeat the plagues network he thinks i just these are five kids and we've we've got them whatever all of a sudden everybody starts attacking the banks or not the bank but the uh the oil company system yeah, and and they do they pull like a Green Lantern coming in at the last second. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, does anybody call for a rescue? And they're like, uh, yeah, like twenty minutes ago, but that's cool. But they do manage to, uh, yeah. So Lillard gets on TV and basically reveals that uh, the plague has this like Cayman Islands account or something. Yeah. Where he's like funneling all the money. We cut to the plague uh, post coital with Lorraine Bracco, which was the <laughs> first one of the moments in the movie where I was like, "What?" <laughs> I did not see them as a sexual item, <laughs> mostly because like, and I looked it up because I was like, "Were they that much different in age?" And they weren't, but for some reason they made her look like I don't know. They made her look yeah. older. She's supposed to look like a successful business lady with the 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 padded shoulder suit. Yeah pantsuit thing going on yeah she's a real um, gina davis exactly um or sigourney weaver yeah and um he is supposed to be while they are not that far apart in age he is supposed to be part of the youth culture because he skateboards has long hair and is into computer hacking yeah but she turns around she's like oh no they said my name on tv and plague just books it he's out of here but 
Does he make it, guys? Uh, no, because he uh, he ducks out uh, and under the guise of one uh, Mr. Babbage. Yes, <laughs> which is a, which is a fun computer reference. Well, Charles Babbage, who invented, who attempted to invent the first computer, I don't know if the Babbage machine or the Babbage engine ever actually worked, but he was one of the pioneers in that field. Yep. Okay. So fun sorry. fact, or sorry, uh, interesting tidbit. That's better. Tidbit. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. He gets arrested by Bunk. Yes. He does, yes. And uh, and then after that, uh, we get to see uh, their date. Angelina Jolie is in a dress. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, there's some beautiful, uh, ha- what do you call it, hacker's sky notes? <laughs> They yes the uh, I don't know if they did it or if the the you know the the group did it for them but as they're having their their little date um, they look across the the Hudson and they can see uh, the the lights for uh, some of the buildings have have been appropriated by their hacker friends or by them I don't know and it says crash and burn crash and burn which is really not something that you want to do um, in in New York um, yeah not now. Or even then, because, I mean, there was that whole um, the first bombing of the, the Trade Center. Yeah, but that only killed six people, and it was a bombing in the basement. Nobody thought anybody was going to hit it with a plane. That would have been fine. Everybody would have been cool, man. <laughs> Jesus. Relax. This took, a, this took a turn. <laughs> it always does when Jason's here. I, I, I also got to point out, too, so at the beginning of that scene, when we see them walking up and she's in the dress, I thought, wait, did he lose the bet? Because he's wearing a weird, ridiculous outfit that almost looks like a dress itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so they basically, that's their date, and then they go underwater and make out, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's how the movie ends! Hackers! They're fucking in the water! <laughs> what a Guys. movie. I, yes. I don't think I don't think we need to to go around the horn. I think it's all pretty much a, this movie is ridiculous and dumb and hilarious and you should all watch it. Oh, it, it is it a resounding yes from me. So here's the thing I got to say about this movie. Um, uh, like I the last time I watched this movie was quite a while ago, and I've always loved this movie ever since I first saw it. Um, but the last time I watched it, I was not really familiar with the idea of cyberpunk. Um. And I, since then, I've become more interested in that or, or found out what that is and found out the interest of it. And, and cyberpunk is often defined as high tech, low life, meaning mm-hmm. you're living in a society that is a lot of this high tech that's available and, and super futuristic. But also it's economically disparate and often it's from the perspective of characters who are from the lower ends of society who are trying to get by uh, with what they can, even though they're dealing with the oppression of the man being the form of in, generally in cyberpunk corporations and such. And of course, that's yes. kind of what this movie is. These young kids kind of fighting back against the corporations and the combination of the, the look of it, which is very colorful, um, along with the kind of the costumes and the approach to technology. It is watching this movie now has raised it so much in my mind because I've always had this view of it as just being this kind of stupid movie that is so off the mark as far as how technology works that I thought, you know, it's just a fun thing to watch, but watching it now, it's like, no, this movie's a fucking like a cyberpunk, uh, nineties uh, masterpiece in a lot of ways. I don't I mean, maybe masterpiece is strong, but this movie's really fucking fun. And yes. I'm, I'm glad that I've been able to kind of categorize it as cyberpunk because it seems to raise it up overall and i can recommend this as less as a dumb movie as long as you can kind of avoid the specific 90s technical references 
uh, the rest of this movie is just a fucking fun movie that then led to something like um, uh, Watch Dogs 2. I don't know if you guys have played that game. I played the first one. I haven't yet to play the second one. Well, the first one is a dark, dour existence, but the second one is a really fun, upbeat uh, uh, story about a group of people that are a member of a hacking group called DeadSec, and it very much has the vibe of this movie. Well, and with all that being said, let's take a brief break. What were they thinking? What Were They Thinking is brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a leading provider of shared, reseller, VPS, and dedicated hosting solutions. Award-winning support is available 24-7, 365 days a year via phone, email, and live chat. Discover why over 9 million websites trust HostGator. Use the coupon code SCHLUCK for 25% off your first purchase. That's SCHLUCK, S-C-H-L-O-C-K, for 25% off your first purchase. What Were They Thinking is brought to you today by GameItAll.com. Whether it's video game news, the latest in music, or movie reviews, GameItAll.com is your one-stop shop for all nerdy talk. What were they thinking? And we're back. Yes, we are back. Hmm... Ah, Nathan, it's time for the low haiku. Yes, the low haiku. 17 perfect syllables to describe a nigh-perfect 90s movie. So, Jason, would you like to begin? Yeah, man, I'd like to begin. Here's my haiku. Okay. Roll, hackers. Roll on. Teamed up. We'll defeat the plague. And fuck up pen too. Very good. Very Thank good. you. Thank you. Some inspiration from Alabama in there. <laughs> Nathan, would you like to read yours? Yes, yes. Uh, man, thought this was cool. 90s me, easy to please. Does not hold up well. <laughs> very good, very good. And, uh, alright, I'll read my. Careful, 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 he's excited. C colon backslash hacker executable logic sense backspace. Ah, very good. Uh, Of the three of us, you're the only one to actually use the the real lingo. Uh, Good good on you, good on you. I like a little dot 6.22, thank you. Yes, that's the program I use for everything. And including all the editing. (laughs) Yeah, I just use DOS. It takes me 17 days to edit an episode. (laughs) We record these four months in advance. Uh, Well, you know what, guys? We talked about this movie. We gave our opinions. But what do we always say? Well, I'm sure that we always say... That's right, folks. Don't take our word for it. That's why we go to Rotten Tomatoes to see what the people are saying. And this is one of those movies that has a bit of a disparity here. I feel like some of the audience reviews may be ironic. <laughs> I don't but, think so. I think they're just tainted by rose-colored glasses. <laughs> well, that too. Um, but we have a uh, 33% of the critics gave this a, a, a positive review. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, 68% of the audience gave this a positive review. Yeah. So let's go into the critics' reviews here. Our first one is from Jay Boyar of the Orlando Sentinel. He says, after the mechanics of the thriller plot start to kick in, the film drags. And when it's time for the big cyber showdown, we're stuck once again with footage of frantic typing. (laughs) (laughs) Stephen Ray from the Philadelphia Inquirer, he took a better um, view of it. Uh, He wrote, Hackers isn't a very good movie, but it's a damn sight more fun than the net. Oh, coming soon. Yeah, okay. You know, I've never seen it. No, me. Ne- you know what? Me neither. I've seen yeah. bits of it, but none. I, 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 I saw, I saw Hackers, and I was like, you know, that's that's the uh, that's the ultimate uh, computer movie from the nineties. There's Need nothing that can top it. Uh, critics review. Uh, uh, Maitland Maitland McDonough of TV Guide said mm. it was uh, uh, not fresh. It was uh, rotten, and she said, even if you bought DOS for dummies, there's nothing in Hackers that will stretch your brain. <laughs> I like how you read it like a newscaster. Well, that's the only way I can read things, unfortunately. <laughs> that's a sad affliction. Mm. Um, Time Out Magazine says, The sappy ending is hard to take, but the online showdown between the plague, the Secret Service, and the United Worldwide Community of Hackers is nail-biting. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Rosenbaum uh, of the Chicago Reader wrote, uh, Without any sort of miracle, this engaging and lively uh, exploitation fantasy thriller about computer hackers, uh, anarchistic in spirit, succeeds at just about everything the net failed to. <laughs> Lots Man. of slams on the net. Yeah. Good reason. You haven't seen it! <laughs> I know. <laughs> I got one more for you. This is from Steve Rhodes at Internet Reviews. And Steve, giving zero out of four uh, of his score on the movie, says, you leave the theater angry at everyone associated with it for stealing your money and your time with a movie that insults the audience intelligence with complete garbage. Strong words. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. I've got one more from Roger Ebert. Oh, your boy. My boy. (laughs) This is a fresh review. The movie is well-directed, written, and acted, and while it is no doubt true that in real life no hacker could do what the characters in this movie do, it is no doubt equally true that what hackers can do would not make a very entertaining movie. Hmm. I mean, he's got a point. Yeah. Yes. Like, well, like Jason said, it's yeah. it's it's plunking down and, and just hammering away over and over and over and over again. So, yeah, that or, would not yeah. be entertaining at all. I got one here. Um, Madeline Williams. She wrote, she didn't care for it. She wrote, pseudo cool, anti authority tone, but no substance. It's definitely style over substance, I would say. Did you enjoy it better than Antitrust? I don't remember that movie, so probably. Okay. <laughs> I, always, I never did see Antitrust. I always thought I should watch it because it was kind of in this genre. Is that Tim Robbins in that with Ryan Felipe? Yep. Yeah. I was more a fan of Uncle Trust. <laughs> let's go into the audience reviews we've got our first one here from wellington m who gives it five stars he says 
I don't know if it's okay to recommend a hacker, but this pro hacker literally saved me when he helped me fix my credit and boost my scores to over 750 plus within 12 working days. If you need help, here you go. Email wisetechhacker at gmail.com or WhatsApp 1424-283-6238. Listeners, please don't call that number or text that number. He recently helped my friend hack an entire cell phone of someone who was blackmailing him. He offers too many services to mention here good lord wow we do not endorse uh, nor condone their actions no of course not don't do it don't don't fall for the scam people i uh i have an audience review here uh that was i i'm guessing was written by both of us without us knowing it brendan because it's by super reviewer brendan n Oh shit! <laughs> and he writes uh the film is fun if goofy uh but it has cult status with the advanced plot of the era the music uh the actors and the villain deliver a film that isn't critic friendly but audience friendly so we, we wrote that apparently yeah we did together <laughs> before this episode uh joshua m on december 8 2015 wrote two star <laughs> reviews says simply i'm reminded of how painful the 90s were <laughs> painful i think he has misspelled the word delightful uh yes. <laughs> in the most egregious way i know he's he's terrible um all right well jessica l gives also gives this movie five stars and she starts out jessica lang yeah Je- well well when you listen to this i hope not um but uh, jessica lang uh, starts off this review as any review of hackers you you would imagine to start out uh, it starts off with, I and my wife have been married for two years with a son. Little <laughs> did I know that my wife ex still texts my wife, and my wife never talked about it. My wife sends her ex nude pictures and also visit him. All of this has been going on, and I never knew about this. But thanks to my best friend who referred to me, wisetechhacker at gmail.com, or WhatsApp, 1424-283-6238. This hacker helped me in hacking my wife's phone, and I saw all of this on my wife's deleted text messages. I don't know how to thank this hacker, but if you can see my testimony, I advise you contact this hacker and very sure you won't regret it. Poor Jessica Lang. Wow. Right? Poor Jessica Lang. American uh, Horror Story money. You should save it. I guess, yeah. Um, true hacker Jennifer X mm. uh, wrote, uh, she gave her three stars, and she wrote, Hackers is hilarious because of the way it portrays the internet. The hacking duels between Johnny Lee Miller and Angelina Jolie are at once ridiculous and kind of sexy. A lot of fun. <laughs> kind of sexy indeed. I have a review here. This is two and a half stars from one Alan C. And Alan writes, how old is this movie? It has payphone hacking, dial-up modems, cassette tape recorders, and Fisher Stevens is the biggest star of the film, whose cast includes a 19-year-old Angelina Jolie. Up until this point, her biggest credit was Cyborg 2, a sequel to a Jean-Claude Van Damme film where JVC didn't even appear in the even worse sequel. Even though this film isn't good at all, I do remember thinking at the time that chick with the short hair is really awesome. 
when I was a video when I was a video store clerk, this was a favorite film of mine to put on, not because it was a good movie, but because it had a good soundtrack and wasn't rated R. The film really hasn't gotten any better with age, other than the quaintness of the technology and seeing capital S Angelina Jolie in a before they were famous role. The film does have a solid cast that includes Johnny Lee Miller, Jesse Bradford, Matthew Lillard, Lorraine Bracco, Mark Anthony, Pendulette, and Felicity Huffman. Overall, it has the quaint early internet charm of quote war games, but the film is populated by an irritating group of young people, is ridiculously overdirected, and has just about every young people versus old people film cliche in existence. Still, there's good enough good to make the film watchable, but I'm not going to give it any more credit than quote watchable. All right, guys, this is a this is a pretty uh, pretty intense one here. This is from P- Prompania K, and he gives it five stars. <clears throat> contact wise tech hacker at gmail.com oh or whatsapp one five one eight seven four nine two eight four six helped me hack my fiance's phone relieved now to know she's just a bitch after the much <laughs> trust and love she was still unfaithful he helped me with proof this time she couldn't deny it anymore he's professional indeed his name is phil's a computer engineer i have used his services before and he saved me from the lies of my cheating spouse with proof you should try any type of hack with him. Deals on any type on cyber issues such as Facebook, Gmail, WhatsApp, Hotmail, Gmail, game, websites, phone, Android and iPhone, and any other hack related to cyber issues. He sure gave me the best and executed my project with the quickest time frame. He's just a cyber guru. Five stars. There you go. Um, uh, I have one here. Uh, I think uh, Jason uh, will appreciate it. All right. uh, it was written by Kevin B. So obviously Kevin Bacon. Yeah, I'm <laughs> uh, in everything. Kevin I'm going to spell this um, now because it is, and I will translate it after I give everyone a second to to get this one out. Okay. Okay. B three five seven H four C K one N six M zero V one three three V three R H four C K seven H three P L four N three seven. Huh. And they gave it five stars. Elite. It is Elite Speak. And it says best hacking movie ever, hack the planet. <laughs> <laughs> I got one more for you. This is from Rod E. Roddy Piper. Uh, no, no, uh, not Roddy. Rod no. E. His My sunglasses means... allow me to hear things. Roddy is Piper. It, five is stars. it Rod? Rod? Rod Roddy? Yes, it's Rod Roddy. From uh, Rod the Price Roddy is Right. That's him, yes. He, uh, <laughs> 2013, a mere 12 years after his death, he wrote... <laughs> he wrote, Cyber Crap. Yeah, Angelina Jolie is such a tough one, and Johnny Lee Miller is such a computer-hacking rebel. He has perpetually been lambasted for his tech and hacking skills, but he will be tempted to shut down bad guy? Will the improbable connection of Miller's lone tech outcast and Jolie's tough tough girl gamer ever hook up? Hackers is movie spam. Purely, this movie blows on all levels, but I will give it a few soundtrack points. That scene where Jolie is playing video games is hilariously bad. I think that's it. Uh, that's it. That's, that's it. it. Those are the reviews. We have explored the, this movie to its extent. Those <laughs> are the haikus, the hacker. Yeah, I'll work on it. Um, so that's it. That's hackers. Um, before we move in, before we go too much uh, further here, Nathan, next week is the fifth Thursday of the month. It is. 
it's uh, closing out our summer flopbusters. Now, I don't know that this was released in the summer, but it's very hard to tell with these small screen shamefuls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- because it is the fifth Thursday of the month, this is a small screen shameful. So, I mean, I guess uh, give us a hint, even though we might probably not guess it. Okay. <laughs> Duh, I wish I was Red Dawn and the Breakfast Club at the same time. Uh, all right, well, there we go. That, that's what's coming up next week. A small screen shameful. Uh, Jason, Jeez, thank you. Cat's losing thank you. Mind. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate you having me on for this uh, episode. I'm glad I could talk about this movie and hopefully get more people to see it because it's it's wonderful. <laughs> Before I do get you to plug, uh, Jason, because yes. I understand you do have a podcast. Um, I do. Let's bring in uh, our old friend Montrose Monkington. Okay. So I'll go get him here in a second. He's in the green room. Okay. <laughs> Hello, it's your good friend Montrose Monkington III here, and I, I would just like to, to invite all you people listening uh, to, to tune in to Montrose Monkington TV. Uh, there hasn't been a whole lot of new stuff going on there, but uh, in fairness, there hasn't been a whole lot of new stuff going on in the world. Um, but you can you can tune in on YouTube, uh, Montrose Monkington TV, uh, or, or be friends with me on Facebook uh, in the Facebook group Montrose Monkington the Third Esquire and Friends, or you can also uh, tweet at me uh, at the Twitter um, at Montrose the Third. That's the number three uh, D. Thank you. More later. Wow. Was, uh, thank you, Jason, for the wow. I do appreciate it. <laughs> You're, 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 there's just something about you, Montrose. When I hear your voice, I just, I, 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 I'm speechless. I, 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 I feel like a broken monkey sometimes these days, though, Jason. I, the world is really getting Montrose down. I get it. I get it. But you got to just, you got to keep your head down, Montrose. You got to stay on course and you will get through this because you are one funky monkey. I, I, I feel that I need to keep calm and carry on. That is a really good phrase. You should put that on a T-shirt. Yeah, I feel it, it is in it is in the Britishness of me, uh, for me to keep calm and and carry on, uh, for me and also for my other uh, ex- expatriates uh, like Johnny Lee Miller. Mm. God God bless you, Montrose. It's a, and it's the Queen. <laughs> and the Queen, absolutely. Mm. Which is which is interesting because it turns out uh, I am on a podcast that is about things the Queen might like. Oh, you don't say. Yeah. It, it, uh, no, no, not that okay. queen. Uh, okay. uh, the queen I'm speaking of is, of course, Elizabeth II. Of course, uh, of course. Queen of uh, uh, the empire uh, mm-hmm. uh, that we are a part of, uh, loyal yeah. subjects. And mm-hmm. our podcast uh, that I and a fellow named Brendan do is called For Screening Country. He sounds and terrible. It's, it, well, you know, it, you'd think, but it turns out it's actually pretty good. Okay. And we watch through. Yeah, we watched through the top 100 British films uh, as uh, established by the BFI in 1999. So if any of you have any interest in something a little more classy uh, than this shit pile, uh, check out our <laughs> podcast. No, no, it's a good time. He's right I'm to say that, I'm, I, I was Brendan told me to say that because that is... he wants to undersell Nathan. What? And, uh, no. Yeah, he really wants to. He really wants to All just. Right. Yeah. It's quite sad. So it comes but out, check it out. See. Check out our podcast. It's on all the catchers. God damn it. It's always a mistake to get you on, Jason. (laughs) (laughs) I love drama. (laughs) Yeah, for Screen and Country. Check it out. I hear it's uh, pretty good. It is. You might like it, Brendan. Oh, okay. I'll check it out. All right. I'm making that kind of commitment. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> I had to listen to something? Gross. Well, there you have it. Uh, you can also find us all over social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for What Were They Thinking. You can find our Facebook group, What Were They Thinking Interactive, where you can talk to us. You can tell us if we're wrong. Tell us if we're right. Suggest stuff. Do whatever you want. It's a free country. Um, you can also find us on all the podcatchers. Our home base is www.ttpodcast.podbean.com. But you can also find us on uh, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, all that good stuff. And you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash WWTT podcast. You have until the end of, I think next month, I said. Yeah, next month. You have until the end of next month. If you sign up today, no matter what the what level you sign up for, you will get a Patreon pick. You can pick a movie that we will talk about on this program. So do that if you like. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. We also have stuff on T Public and Redbubble if you're so inclined. Mm. And again, Jason, uh, before we get, just go into the ending here, I just want to say thank you again for joining us. It was a delight. Thank you for having me. I love this movie, and I love you guys. Rock on. Well, thank you very much. Having said that, I do have questions. Well, about this perfection? Come on, yeah. really? I, I mean, I mean, let me just. Okay, hold on. I've got the questions saved on my hard drive here. Just give me a second here, Nathan. Okay, my my internet's just taking a while to boot up here. Just one second. Hack the Brendan! Hack the Brendan! What were they thinking? You blocked me on Facebook, and now you're going to die. Facebook. <laughs>